Welcome to Two Gals in a Glass Half Full. We are Dr. Jess and Dr. Bobby, two physical therapists just trying to live healthy most of the time and doing our best to see our personal glasses as half full. Some days that is much harder than others. On this podcast, sometimes we interview others more knowledgeable than us on different topics to teach us about things we do not know. And other times you are stuck with Dr. Jess and I sharing our information and knowledge. So make sure you hit subscribe button below to stay up to date on all the two gals happenings. We are finishing out the month of February. And in February, we've talked a lot about exercise and different ways to think about exercise so it doesn't feel like it's a chore. It's more of something that we want to do versus something we should do. And I'm really excited about today's guest and the topic. But before we get started, Dr. Jess, what is in your glass? So I'm still on my kombucha kick. So I've got, I usually just buy what's on sale because, you know, I do like a good sale. This is a strawberry acai coconuts with live probiotics. So, um, so yeah, it's pretty good. I like it. Sparkling probiotic drink. So (laughs) Dr. Bobby, what's in your glass? I have water. I have a different container there today though. So I know with the screen, there we go. Namaste. So, just plain old water. Yeah. Now with us today, we have one of my coworkers, Alicia. And so first, before she introduces herself, Alicia, what's in your glass? I have water in my nice Stanley cup. Yeah. Keeps it nice and cold for a long time. And I don't like warm water. So <laughs> it's Same. good. Yeah. Same. And it has a straw, which is like, that's what works for me. It's like, mm-hmm. as long as something has a straw, like for a water cup, like I just drink so much more. Yeah. Yeah. So Alicia, first, tell us a little bit about you. Um, so I was born and raised in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, overall on the other side of town, so not the beach side, but I love going to the beach. It's one of my happy places. Um, I've grown up basically in a dance studio. Um, I've been dancing since I was three. And it's just been my form of exercise since then, Mm -hmm. (laughs) to be honest. Um, And then I work with Dr. Jess in her physical therapy practice. Yep. So she's one of our clinicians. So she's super smart and super talented, which is why we (laughs) want to highlight her during the month of exercise, because what, how she exercises is completely different than how I exercise, but we're both able to achieve our, our goals in the way that that fulfills us as individuals. So that's kind of the point of today is to say, there's not just one way. So, um, Alicia, I know you started dancing when you were three. Yes. So, so what first got you interested might have been your parents, right? Um, I'm not sure. Well, actually, so they put my sister who's two years older than me, they put her in dance and then they just kind of watched. And I was just always going all over the place and like dancing in the living room. My parents were like, "Mm, I think this kid needs to go and dance. So (laughs) they kind of just put me in dance and saw how happy I was with it. Um, But what actually made me fall in love with dance even more was when I was around five, my parents took me to one of my best friends dance recitals. We weren't at the same studio at that point. Um, And just seeing all the dance that different types of dance that they did at that studio just I was like I want to do acro I want to do cartwheels and I want to do tap and jazz and my parents were like okay and then they put me into this dance studio and since then having all the different types of dance between ballet tap jazz lyrical acrobatics all of it has just been super fun so yeah and do you still dance yes yep and do you work full-time yes 
Hey, are you married? <laughs> yes, I am also oh. married. Interesting. And so I have to ask, what's your favorite type of dance? You mentioned like so many. What is your like, like if you had to pick one, I know sometimes that's really hard. Yeah. Um, but if you had to pick one, what would you say is like your favorite? Um, I like lyrical because it's very like flowy and there's a lot of emotion behind it um mm -hmm. I love ballet as well just the technique and having the structure do it um is very good for me sometimes because I don't want to have to think about stuff so having the structure and the rigidity of ballet is very helpful whereas some of the other stuff it's like a little bit more fluid mm -hmm. um but I love all of the dance sty uh, styles um tap and I have had a love hate relationship over the years um there'd be years that I'm like I love tap and then there'd be years that I would like get moved up to a better a different class and I'm like I hate tap because these <laughs> moves are so hard but then once I learned how to do the moves it made it a lot better so <laughs> there's a lot of back and forth with tap yeah and I think like what people sometimes don't realize is that once you get into adulthood, you can still use dance as exercise. So mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be this thing that like only like your kiddo does. Like as adults, it's still a great form of exercise. And there's a social component to it as well, which is really healthy. Um, so like over the years, how has the studio been socially helpful for you? Um, it's been helpful because I've had a lot of my friends. I've actually had two girls that are from the studio as bridesmaids um, in my wedding. Um, they're two of my really close friends. The director of the studio, just because I've been at that studio for so long, um, her and the assistant director, I basically see as another form of like a not like a mother figure, but another woman figure in my life where I've kind of like been like, mm, this is like, you know, some person that I would like to be as I grow up um, and just having that. And then a lot of times too, there are studios that have adult classes. Like we have an adult top class and those women love to have parties after class. <laughs> Every month we have a birthday party. So I was like, I'm going to be in the adult tap class now because I want to have parties. <laughs> so it's a huge social component for those ladies. Um, a lot of them have been doing it for years. Some of them are moms from the studio. So I stay in touch with a lot of the girls that I actually have danced with in the past. So a lot of friends have been made at the studio. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah, I think it's I think that's great because mm -hmm. So much of what we do, there's like this accountability that if it's only us, like I'm going to show up to the gym by myself, go do some routine by myself. It's really easy to kind of cancel on yourself. However, if you know you're going to be like seeing other people somewhere and you don't want to let them down because you're like kind of looking forward to seeing them. And like there's this like it just I think you're just more likely to keep going and participating. And then if you are tired or there's so much going on, you're like. Oh, I'm so glad I didn't cancel this. I feel so much better now and more energized. And then, you know, the rest of your day is, is even better than it would have been. So I think, I think that social component is so important because uh, not saying I've never done this, right? <laughs> Anybody ever walk into the gym in like 10, 15 minutes? You're like, all right, see you later. Like, <laughs> did my thing. Uh, I don't know what else to do. I'm bored. I'm leaving. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. I've done that a few times. A couple times. Like great intentions. I showed up, but like then I I didn't 
I was just kind of like, oh, because sometimes with a gym, like there's no, as you were saying with ballet, how you like said like the structure, there's no structure. So it's like, you kind of go, you kind of do what you want. It's like having a day with no, um, no routine, no plans. Like all of a sudden the day just goes by and like you get nothing done. Well, that's how I am at the gym. If I don't have like a plan or someone to go with or a class, it's like I show up and locker room looks great. All right. See you later. Yeah. Don't ask me to walk in a gym. (laughs) I'll look at the equipment and I'll be like, I know what I'm supposed to do on those machines. Mm, Nope. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Which is okay. Like some people love gyms and they love pushing heavy weight. And, uh, you know, we had that interview earlier this month and, you know, Devin, who we talked to, like, that's his jam. And like, which is great. It's it's not my jam. I I love running. Uh, and then Alicia loves dancing. So like, that's the whole thing. Like, it doesn't have to look one way, which is really right. cool. Um, yes. So you're you know you work in in physical therapy. Mm-hmm. So I think you'd be a person that we could ask. What are the physical benefits of participating in dance? Um, there's a lot of physical benefits. There's good. It's balance training, stability training you're really strength training, you're getting very good flexibility in it. Um, You don't have to have your leg like, you know, being pulled all the way up to your head, but you do get flexible components of it. Um, And then just learning how to co-contract muscles a lot. um, That's actually very important that a lot of dancers and other people don't realize that you're actually doing. So you're doing things without realizing it. And then it's also really good cardio. getting that heart rate up. I am pretty sure I close my ring every single time I'm at dance. So my exercise rings on my Apple, my Apple watch, which is always like, I'm always like, am I going to close it? Cause I have to <laughs> fight with my husband about it. So. Yeah. I was going to say cardio. It's, I think it's such a great cardio. Um, I, I have in the past take like dance classes, like more like ballroom type dancing versus like individual dance. Um, but like on Friday nights, my best friend and I, we go country line dancing and like, we're like dripping sweat, exhausted, like wake up sore the next day. Cause it's not something we do like every day, you know, and it's just such a great, it's a, it's a great workout. Um, and I love it as we age because it has that balance component that a lot of other exercises, um, are missing or maybe not missing, but you have to do something extra, um, to incorporate balance in. So I think it's so great. And where we go country line dancing, it is anywhere from like 21 years to be to get in. So 21. And I've literally seen like 80, 90 year old lady out there, like dancing, doing the line dances. And granted, she's not doing it like the 21 year old is doing, or she's not even doing it like me, but she's out there moving. And it's just so much fun to see having a good time. And it adds that balance in. And so like functional balance, because like in life you're moving and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think like, as, as we age, especially like as we age doing things that require you to have coordination with your movement, do position change, change into a 90 degree turn, 180 degree turn, quick foot movement is really, really important to continue to maintain so that you don't get into that wider base of support you know, forward, um, pattern where you're looking down at the floor, um, just by doing something like country line dancing would be a great preventative strategy for any sort of balance dysfunction or gait dysfunction. Um, Tai Chi is something that, uh, it can be super helpful, but then any like 
any dance class. I lived in South America for a year and I did salsa dance classing. Uh, dance classing? That wasn't a thing. Dance <laughs> class. <laughs> it can't be a thing. It's fine. I mean, we'll make it a thing. Um, and it was the same thing. We would do it every Thursday night. And we were like, like same thing, just dripping in sweat because I mean, you're just moving the whole time. Oh, yeah. And I mean, lots of footwork and what taking a class, which is really cool is like, it actually forces your brain to learn a movement pattern, which is great for prevention of any sort of, um, you know, dementia related um, illness in the brain. So really developing new neural pathways is such a great way to keep your brain nice and healthy as well. So um, any new thing that you can learn, but especially like a new motor component or motor skill is like really, really helpful. Um, I mean, I like, I'm not, (laughs) I'm not a dancer and not a strength of mine. Um, So I had to work kind of harder at learning that than some of my friends that I went with, but then other things for me are easier. Uh, so that was just like, wow, like I could learn this, but it was like, maybe like you and tap where like, I have to work just a little bit harder than something else. Um, but then it was like really cool. And then I felt accomplished because I was like, wow, like I could do this. And I didn't think necessarily like I'd be very good at it. I'm still not very good. Uh, <laughs> but like, it was fun. But, but that's the thing about like with dance. So for example, if you're going to go weightlifting, you know, you need to make sure you have a proper squat and a proper movements before you actually put weight on you. You don't have to know how to dance. You just have to know how to walk or not uh-huh. even walk. You don't even know have to know how to walk, but you just have to know how to move your body mm-hmm. and you can learn and pick up and there's no right wrong. And, um, you know, it's just, it's just something that you can pick up at any point in your life too. Any point. Yeah. There's no age limit on dancing. Mm-hmm. And I love the idea of the line dancing, the salsa dancing, like that's all stuff that is so different than, you know, a standard, you know, going into a studio and any, and doing that because the line dancing you have, you can have any like background in dance. You could have zero background in dance and they have people to show you what moves to do. And, you know, yeah, there's people who are very like line dancing, like, this is my thing. Like, if you mess me up, it's going to be, but most of the time it's fun and, you know, no one's really going to be like, well, you're doing it wrong. As long as you're sitting there laughing and having the fun time that you're supposed to be having when you're doing line dancing, that's all that matters. And I love the, you know, with the line dancing, like when I do see um, older than me, older than us generation out there, you know, you see couples, but then you also see single people out there just having a great time and just, um, I feel like that social component as we age is so important and it's an area that we tend, especially if you lose a significant other or anything like that, it's just such a great way to go out there and meet people. And as you were saying, like, at least where I am, and I hope this is how most fun places like this are, but at least where I go, not only is it all ages, all ethnicities, but then it's like everyone is there and wants you to learn. So like, there are the few people and they will just sit there all night and teach everyone like, you know, the dances or once in a while, they'll be like, this is a really hard one. You know, like you might want to like step aside for this one just because it's like super hard, but they're willing to teach you if you're out there and you know it. Um, and I just, I like that. And no one judges you. Everyone looks different. Everyone adds their own flair. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to be serious. 
Um, the other thing I like is like if you are in that parent age and you have a kiddo, I love the idea of like the parent and the kid both taking class and they might not be in the same class, but I think that's really encouraging for a, a child to see a parent also pushing themselves to learn and do something that's maybe outside of their comfort zone, because then it's going to show the kid, oh, it's okay if I'm not like 100% great at this in the very first class I attend. Like I, I have space to learn and grow and not be good right away. Cause like the parent is struggling as well. Like anytime you start something new, you're just like bumbling your way through it. Like, Oh, I don't know. You know? Um, so like, I think as a parent showing the child, like, Hey, like, I'm doing this too. Like, we're just going to learn together and it'll be fun. It's a, it's just such a good teachable moment. So now you can kind of show that kid, like this is in adulthood, what it looks like to lead this active lifestyle. So it's not like there's, it's just all different ways of teaching and learning and growing as a, as an adult and a teachable moment. Yeah. I uh, love it. So uh, Alicia, when you're working with a patient and you're like, okay, your X, Y, or Z pain is, is much better now. Um, so let's talk about the next phase in your recovery, which is like, you know, we're always wanting to get back to that healthy and active lifestyle. Um, what are ways that you kind of encourage uh, patients to find that active component for them? Um, honestly, I just kind of talked to them about what, you know, they enjoy doing, um, whether it be gardening or, getting just getting out there or if they don't know like what they like to do then I you know I talk to them about how like I go to dance and you know that is my exercise and I don't even really feel like it's exercise for me because it's just so fun and then they're always like they light up because they're like wait what do you mean you have fun but you're exercising I'm like yeah that's like that's the whole thing like you don't have to go to a gym and be like in this like, you know, just that plan of using the machines and the free weights and all of that, if that's not what you want to do, if that's something you want to get back to, then yes, let's get you back to it. But if that's not what you want to do, then let's talk about what makes exercise fun for you. So if they're always like, well, I like to go out and, you know, play cards with my friends. I'm like, well, why don't your friends like try to get a group and like go to a some class that a gym offers. And then most of the time they're like, well, I don't think my class offers anything. And I'm like, well, like until like Zumba classes and yoga classes. And mm -hmm. then they're always like, wait, my gym, gyms do that. I was like, yes, gyms do that. Or just like, there's a dance studio, I think out at the beach that it's not like a standard, like, you know, ballet studio. It's like the fun, like hip hoppy, like that kind of thing, but it's, you know, there's no, um, like age limit. It's no, like, you don't have to, you aren't responsible to come every single week, but you can go kind of, you can come and go as you please. And I'm like, there's so many different opportunities that you can find. You just have to look into it a little bit. And I'm always willing to help them look into it. So that's how I found the class with like that more fluid schedule and the you know, all different ages, um, was from looking it up for her patient one time. Yeah. So, well, and I, so, and I found like, it's, you can learn the dances like online too, like through mm -hmm. YouTube. So there's a lot like to like look on through there as well. Um, 
just to like learn because sometimes I want to learn some of the dances ahead of time or like start yeah. let's not lie let's start have an idea of what like a kickball change is before I walk in and they're like kickball change and you're like what yeah yeah so I do help patients with some of that too so if they're like well I want to start doing it but I want to know like the basic steps I'm like okay well let's you know make it part of your exercise routine let's learn basic steps so that way when you do get there you're not like a deer in headlights and you know trying to figure out what yeah every move is because you know we do have some funky language when it comes to dancing yeah uh the other thing is like community centers might offer different types of um, classes tai chi is not necessarily like dance it's more of a martial arts but it does kind of include movement patterns where you're having to um fluidly move through a routine more or less so it's like kind of a mixture between some dance and martial arts uh zumba is one that just like hit the market and took off and that's what I think is so great about Zumba is because it, it's offered in big, big box gyms, but it can also be in more of like a niche type gym. And the reason why it's taken off is because it's fun. Oh, like yeah. the music's playing, you're moving, like you can be, have been going for years or it can be your very first time and people are like laughing and smiling and sweating. And it's, you know, so like, they're just fun. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think I've ever walked like into a, a dance class or even like a, um, even just like line dancing or salsa. Like I've never walked into a dance, a place where dance is happening and seeing like grouchy faces, just kind of like for the people actually doing the dance, like maybe the ones sitting around, but for the people actually doing the dance, like they're normally always smiling or like concentrated, but like there's never a, like a sad, grouchy, bad like face. Like normally everyone is smiling and laughing and just having a good time. Which is like a really positive endorphin release that happens. So that's a good thing. It's beneficial hormonally to laugh. Like it's a good thing. Like I was listening to this uh, podcast where this researcher was, uh, she actually researches laughter and <laughs> how many times per day somebody laughs. And so between the ages of 21 and 65, you laugh the least in your life. You laugh more when you're a child and then more at 65. And so why is that? Cause like, we're seriously working, you know, and like, why don't we laugh? Come on, have fun. Like, let's live for the moment. Let's live for the day. What if we combine stuff together and really get more bang for our buck with our time? So mm. I, I just, I think it's great. Anything where that's going to have a social component plus a physical health component with laughter. Like that's just like, I mean, that's like, you're just checking all the boxes, like all of those boxes are down the road checked. I love it. So Alicia, is there anyone, any age, any gender that you would not recommend to dance? Like, no, this is not good for you. No. <laughs> that was a no. question. <laughs> well, I mean, it's true though. Like there really isn't any age or gender or anything that you can't stop you from dancing. So it's never too late to start something. Um, there's safe ways to go about it, but there's not any you know, nothing that should stop you from doing dance or just anything that's going to make you fun. Mm -hmm. Have fun. I say, I don't, I've seen, um, you know, pretty amazing top level. I follow some dancers on Instagram and some pretty, pretty high level, like dancers, like dancing in wheelchairs and stuff, which is, oh my gosh, I, I like, I have trouble moving my own body, let alone 
moving a chair and trying to dance with that, but like they're pretty awesome and it's really cool to see. Um, so you don't even, it, you don't have to do it standing. And if you're older and standing is not safe, there's so much you could do sitting in a chair and like moving and kind of progressing through there. And a lot of times, some of the reason we can't stand is our core strength or our core stability. So if you start dancing and moving in a chair, it got, kind of improves that, improves that proprioceptive input and could actually help improve your balance. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. And, you know, as you, if you're doing something that you enjoy and you start to laugh and that mood improves, then it's, it's kind of crazy what can happen after that. And so we kind of get out of that funk that can happen sometimes. Mm -hmm. And once we get out of the funk, then it's like the energy levels higher. Once the energy levels higher activity levels higher, and then slowly, but surely you start regaining strength, stability, coordination, who knows, is it going to get you out of a wheelchair if you're paraplegic? No. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's not what we're saying. Um, but even if you do have something that is keeping you in a seated position, uh, that that still doesn't mean that you couldn't benefit from some form of dance, um, which is, again, it's just an outlet, which is great, but it includes movement, which is awesome. So perfect, perfect. Probably well, one of my favorite. I don't do it enough. Like if someone was to invite me, like, do you want to go to the gym or do you want to go to a dance workout? Dance all the way. Um, but I, just, I don't do it enough. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think it's like, how do you like when you have, a you know, the schedule for the day, the schedule for the week, trying to incorporate dance in, I do think it takes a little bit more coordination in the schedule, trying to find if you're going to, you know, just on your own, watch a video is a little bit different than if you're actually going to look into a class that where you're going to go somewhere. So there's a little bit of research involved. Sometimes there's a monetary component to what's involved. Um, so there is like a bit to like kind of figure out versus like for me I can just take off and go for a run um so I can you know leave straight out of the house I don't have to coordinate too much um so there is that but that doesn't make it like bad it just means just trying to get that you know try and get that all figured out so and sometimes for me when I have it scheduled like that I actually am more likely to do it because it's like you know I have a scheduled like the class starts at five I can't show up at five ten like uh -huh. I have to be there at five, you know? So for me, sometimes that structure helps. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I think accountability in anything is helpful, especially when it comes to uh, something like exercise, where if something can give on the schedule, that's something that is more likely to, to give just because like you have to work, you have to pick up your kids on time. You have to like, you know, there's like certain things like you really have to do. Um, and this isn't like a have to, like it's a, it's, you are really going to benefit in the short and long term if you do it. Um, but there's no one saying like, if you don't show up that, you know, you're not going to like be able to make enough money to live in your house, you know? So this is, right. this is like a next level of, of need. So it's not like that baseline needed. It, it's a level up, but still really, really important, really important need for short and long-term health benefits. Um, which is why we're highlighting it. <laughs> yes. All right, Alicia. Well, thank you so much for coming on. We really appreciate you sharing your passion because I think hopefully other people can learn from that and realize that maybe this is something that I could try and incorporate and just look into different ideas of, of what could be going on. And, and like Alicia's taps, not like the, her favorite all the 
time. There's other things she likes better. Sometimes you do have to try a couple of things before you figure out what's going to be the one that like, this is my jam. Like, I really enjoy this. That's normal to go through that, that process of having to figure things out. So uh, stay tuned. Next month, we've got a whole new series coming up. So we're going into stress awareness, which is like, yeah. <laughs> Actually, I think you skipped a month. Did I skip we're a month? going into nutrition. Oh, you're right. I did skip a month. Oh my goodness. Oh, stress, stress awareness is after nutrition and they all kind of go together. Yeah, I totally forgot. So yeah, nutrition is coming up. Um, nutrition is actually something that I really love a lot that like that those go hand in hand with exercise, like movement plus what you're putting in your body. I mean, it's just like you, you marry the two things. Thanks, Dr. Bobby, for keeping me on track with our schedule. <laughs> hey, um, I need it sometimes too. <laughs> yeah. Um, so definitely make sure to follow us. We're on social media, Instagram and Facebook. And then we do have our, our paid group for our 2000 ciders. So that's a group that we have. It's a, uh, a portal that we have now through an app so that you can have extra information available to you uh, that includes exercise, uh, mental well-being. We've got recipes in there. We've got uh, toxin-free living in there and product recommendations. And so all of this is available in an app. And then Dr. Bobby and I go live once a month uh, with our insiders group. So if you want to learn more about that, check out our website, 2gals2-gals.com or uh, read in the episode description below and all the links will be there. All right, everybody. So stay Hi, everyone. Yep. So much more is coming up.